Hi there. Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 22. Teachers celebrate your unique you. On today's show, I want to speak directly to teachers and teacher authors who need to hear how important it is to find value in yourself. Too often, teachers are silenced or told to do and be exactly the same. And this can be demoralizing. When we silence people, we are literally robbing them of their unique voice and the way in which they do things and express themselves. We are literally wounding people's spirits and robbing the world of their possibilities. So today, I hope you stick around and soak in why you should reach beyond the average to who you are and who you really are meant to be. I'm going to warn you, this isn't light and fluffy. This is one tire teacher speaking my truth. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hi. Before we get started, I want to share with you a quick epiphany that I had while at a conference this past week in New York. I'm sitting in the room with a variety of teachers and teacher authors from all over the United States and even Canada, and I realized that the group of men and women I had the privilege of sitting with were people who desired a change in the current system of education. We were united in our passion for being part of a solution, and I think that is really incredible on so many levels. I felt humbled by the brilliance I witnessed, and then I started thinking, we all have this brilliance. People are drawn to education because they desire contributing to the future generation of mankind. We are already beyond average. We are extraordinary. Yet so many times we are told we are not. We are bashed in the media or in the neighborhood or in the PTO or on Facebook, and at times even in our own houses. So we are often left broken, tired, exhausted, actually, and voiceless, demoralized, oppressed. When a group of people collectively are held back from what is right and fair, that is oppression. And that, my friend, is what is happening to teachers, what has been happening. We even do it to ourselves by judging one another in our methodologies, and the way we do simple daily tasks, such as how we lead our class in the line, or whether we have desks in our classrooms or flexible seating, we do it to one another. I think that is the saddest part for me. How much longer will we allow this to continue? How much longer will we contribute to and participate in the problems within education? And I'm not even talking about the detrimental impact this has on our children. I'm talking about the horrific impact it has on the adults who dedicate their lives to making a difference, asking very little in return. It's a pretty profound realization, and I've come to it many times, yet I have been unable to express it due to the intense fear that exists when you are a teacher teaching in a district that threatens your job at every turn. How dare you ask for basic supplies? How dare you ask to be evaluated fairly? How dare you question a program that makes kids actually cry in your classroom? How dare you be upset when you have been asked to teach music when you are the media specialist? And how dare you need to go home because you are sick and cannot actually be the music teacher for the day? In fact, we will threaten you with your job and your reputation. 
And these are actually not made up scenarios, sadly. That is why I feel so strongly about teachers speaking up and fighting for what is right. That's also why I love podcasting. This is my podcast. Nobody can silence me now. So let me switch gears here and share with you why I think it is so vital to you and your well-being that you acknowledge your beautiful gifts, where you see that you were born with intense potential. As I sat in that room, I wondered how many of us had lost battles that we had not even tried to fight. What about you? I wonder how much more we could do if we only believed in our God-given potential. So I've recently finished this course with Amy Porterfield. It was called Digital Course Academy. It was fantastic and amazing, and the whole learning experience was really incredible. It was one of the best ones I've had. She motivates and inspires each of her students to reach within themselves and bring out our very best without stopping. And I love this. I mean, it makes me feel alive and awake. So I have been creating my own course as that was what she was teaching us to do. And my course is a step-by-step roadmap from pre-planning to launching a podcast for teachers and teacher creatives. I feel passionately about teachers and teacher creatives sharing their unique selves. So that is what brings me to you. I want to share something that I've also been reading. It's an incredible book by a speaker named Erwin McManus, and the book is called The Last Arrow. Erwin is an amazing speaker, and I really want you to hear the message that that is behind the words because it is so empowering and honestly life-changing. So I'm going to share with you some a, a little excerpt from the the story be, or from the book because it's just it's, it's so powerful and I think that we all need to hear it. I think teachers need to hear this and really understand what this means for you and even what it means for your students because I I think sometimes kids feel like this as well. Like kids feel like they're quieted or they're silenced or they're unable to speak up about what they feel and what they think as well and and some of that is the systems that are in place and sometimes. Sometimes we we do that too. Like sometimes we become part of that, part of what's silencing them. I know that I have been guilty of this and I just hope that I gave them enough of a voice that they didn't feel like I silenced them because I, I know having had experienced this with this myself, it is one of the worst places to be in your in your life is feeling like you don't matter and that what you have to say is not important. All right, so this is what Erwin McManus says in The Last Arrow. I do not believe anyone is born average, but I do believe that many of us choose to live a life of mediocrity. I think there are more of us than not who are in danger of disappearing into the abyss of the ordinary. That is the great tragedy in this. Of course, It is that there is nothing really ordinary about us. We might not be convinced of this, but our souls already know it's true, which is why we find ourselves tormented when we choose lives beneath our capabilities and callings. I honestly really think that this is why so many of us are tormented when we're when we're teaching and and I'm not saying everybody's tormented because there are plenty of people that still feel like really passionate and love their job and that doesn't mean that you don't love your job just because you have moments of feeling tormented and we I think the problem is is that sometimes we don't even see our own potential and our gifts our souls feel it for us and we do see it in children which we in which we are entrusted 
but it hurts us deeply to to ignore things that we notice in others and that we see in the in the kids. And when we have to do things that we don't believe in, it it can be tormenting. So there there was also and uh, and even if you like are working in a school where there's a high population of kids that are suffering, sometimes you can have like secondary um, secondary suffering. And I can't remember the exact term. But it's, it's this, it's, it basically means that whatever is is occurring for the children, like you are taking it on as your own feelings. And I know for me, when I was when the last year that I was in education, I was away from my school family, I was away from a principal that I'd been with for 18, 19 years, 19 years. And it and so the world was different for me. And I went to a different school. And it was a very, very low socioeconomic school. And the kids were struggling. They were they were in misery. They, there were kids kicking and screaming coming to school, we had they were they were dragging children into the building. Kids were being dragged into school, kids were crying, kids did not want to come. And and that's not how it was. And the for every single child, but it was so hard to witness. And horrible things were happening at home and life was really hard. And just walking down the halls of the schools, I could feel the pain coming off the kids. Now, I definitely tend to have that kind of personality where I can feel other people's feelings, an empath, some people say. But um, and I, I think that's true. Like I take on other people's feelings that I don't necessarily need to take on. But at that time in my life, it was very difficult time. And those children were in, in agony. And I could feel the agony. And it was like, it was almost more than I could bear. And I know that that, that was a time that I felt the most tormented in education, like something was pulling me to, to, to do something more to not I couldn't just I couldn't sit by and watch and be a part of a system where we were dragging children into school. I do think these kinds of experiences are meant to push us to do something different, something better, whether that is be a change agent in our classrooms or our schools or our districts or even our states or even our country. I think the nudging is a message that we must do something with. I think when we feel that nudging, we, f- we feel it for a reason. And if you don't feel it, if you don't feel tired on a regular basis, then I think you are meant to be where you are. And congratulations, you are fulfilling your destiny. So that doesn't mean that 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 has to be true for everyone. But I know that there are so many teachers out there that are struggling and feeling tormented. And I think that that is happening for a reason. I think it is pushing you to do something, to say something, to be something. And if you feel the weight, then you know that you have to do something. It's time for us to speak up. Here's another part of the book that I just thought was so good. So we will find ourselves defined by the average if we do not choose to defy the odds. Odds are that you and I will fall at the average. That's why it's called average. It's where most of us live. To be above average demands a choice. It requires that we defy the odds. You have no control of whether you have been endowed with above average talent or intelligence or physical attributes. What you can control is whether you choose to live your life defined and determined by the status quo, even when the law of averages works against you. You can still defy the odds. I love that. 
You can still defy the odds. You don't have to settle for that. You don't have to be okay with the status quo. That's the part that's so moving to me. And that's what I, why I think it's so important for teachers to start speaking up, even if it's to one another. Like we don't have to just be okay with the status quo. There's going, not going to be change until somebody starts to do something. And even if it's a small something, it matters. And here's some more. We can refuse to be average. We must refuse to be average. We must war against the temptation to settle for less. Average is always a safe choice and it is the most dangerous choice we can make. Average protects us from the risk of failure and it also separates us from the futures of greatness. The last arrow is for those who decide they will never settle. That is one of the things that I love so much about this book that I feel like it is calling us to do more than settle for, for average. And, and I think that's true for our kids too. Like we have to do more than settle for average for them as well. We don't want all of these children to feel like their gifts and talents aren't something so incredible. And it's true for you. Your gifts and talents are so incredible. You're, you're an amazing person or you wouldn't have chosen or been driven to this field in the first place. So this is something, this is the last part that I'm going to read um, from The Last Arrow. You may be doing things today that you needed to quit yesterday. There may, be, there may not be anything worse than winning a battle that you never should have fought. I'm convinced, though, that every human being has a unique calling on his or her life, that each of us were created with intention and purpose, and I am equally certain that most of us underestimate how much God actually wants to do in our lives and through our lives. So I hope that you've heard me and I hope that you feel prompted to share who you are, your story, your perspective, whether that is your teaching on your teaching thoughts, your ideas, how we should teach something like like reading or science or how we should teach makerspace or how we should um, incorporate social and emotional learning into our day, like your thoughts and how we should be maybe even how we should be evaluated. What do you think about the evaluation system? How fair do you feel like it is? What would you do if you were evaluating? What would you base it on? What do you what you have to say is key, because only you can say it in the exact way that it is meant to be said. Do you hear the promptings? What will you do about that? Like, what will you do from here? All right, I know that was pretty intense, but sometimes teaching and learning is intense. And sometimes we ourselves are, are called to move. And I'm not going to be the one that says no to being called to move. So if you want to be able to share your voice, and maybe you even do it through podcasting, maybe podcasting is a way for you to share your thinking about teaching and learning and thinking and things that are going on in education today. Maybe you're thinking, I want to do this for my teacher business, or I want to do this in my classroom because I'm going to give kids a voice who don't feel like they have one, or I'm going to give them an opportunity to learn in a different way. And it can be any of those reasons. But if you're considering it, I want you I want you to know that I'll be having a free masterclass and I'm offering it at the end of April, the beginning of May. So go to Trina Debery, teachingandlearning.com backslash learn with Trina. I really hope to see you there. 
So next week, we'll be taking a closer look at how to integrate technology into the magic of Makerspace. Yes, I said Makerspace, and now I want to talk a little bit more about Makerspace. So we're going to get back to some teaching topics, because I've kind of veered off a little bit with this intense desire for, for wanting other people to be able to speak up and share what they think and feel. I just feel like teachers have been undervalued for a really long time, and I I don't know. I want you to know I value you and I appreciate you. And for those of you that have hung in there, congratulations. So um, I hope you'll join me next week for talking about the magic of Makerspace. And if you don't want to miss it, make sure you have subscribed. And if you are feeling it, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what, what this episode meant. Was it a little too intense? Did I rattle on for a while? Or were you actually feeling some promptings? Hmm. So go ahead and leave a rating, comment, or review on iTunes or on my website, Trina Debery, Teaching and Learning, backslash One Tired Teacher. For now, this one fired up, I mean tired, teacher is ready for a calming night's sleep. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. (laughs) 